It's Thursday, June 30th, 2011. I think it's only fair to ask an oil company or a corporate jet owner that has done so well to give up that tax break that no other business enjoys. Obama calls for eliminating billions in oil company subsidies. Massey Energy kept two sets of books. The U.S. interstate highway system proves federal infrastructure is good for business. Plus, jellyfish attack a nuclear plant. No, really. Natural disasters and the Achilles heel of the nuclear industry. You and I would not be having this discussion if Fort Calhoun was a wind farm or a large solar photovoltaic array system. Attack of the jellyfish and more straight ahead. I'm Brad Friedman of bradblog.com. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. But until recently, people were worried as much about uh, global cooling. So there is climate change. But the reality of it is the science indicates most of it, if not all of it, is caused by natural causes. Wrong and wrong, Republican presidential candidate Tim Pawlenty. But who knows, making stuff up on your way to the White House just may work. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Des, it seems the Republican presidential candidates are tripping over themselves, trying to be the greatest science denier of them all. That was Tim Pawlenty there talking to Fox News, recycling one of the longest debunked global warming myths about scientists predicting an ice age in the 70s. Yes, to get the full debunking of all of those constant debunked myths, go to skepticalscience.com. And as you're celebrating our nation's history this weekend, think about this. Wednesday marked the 55th anniversary of the day President Dwight Eisenhower signed the Interstate Highway Act, the largest public works project in our nation's history that changed the face of the U.S. economy by connecting people and commerce across vast distances. A prime example of how public infrastructure projects are good for business. Massey Energy, the owner of the West Virginia coal mine where an explosion killed 29 men last year, literally kept two sets of books on their safety conditions, Uh says a new report by federal regulators investigating the mine disaster. Workers at the mine say Massey pressured them to keep an accurate log of safety problems for the company, but a separate fake sanitized safety log for government inspectors. Some of the hazards that were hidden from regulators are identical to those believed to have caused the explosion. In his first press conference since March, President Obama on Wednesday attempted to revive stalled talks with congressional Republicans over raising the debt ceiling. Obama called for shared sacrifice by eliminating billions in taxpayer subsidies for big oil. Before we ask our seniors to pay more for health care, before we cut our children's education, before we sacrifice our commitment to the research and innovation that will help create more jobs in the economy, I think it's only fair to ask an oil company or a corporate jet owner that has done so well to give up that tax break that no other business enjoys. I don't think that's real radical. I think the majority of Americans agree with that. Now the latest on the three, count them, three U.S. nuclear plants threatened by extreme weather events. In New Mexico, the raging wildfire threatening nuclear waste stored at the Los Alamos National Labs has grown to over 100 square miles in just three days and is poised to become the largest in New Mexico state history. The EPA says ongoing air quality monitoring shows no radioactivity has been detected in the smoke. County fire officials say fire crews have now burned a protective barrier around the perimeter of the labs and are, quote, 
highly motivated to protect the lab and an estimated 10,000 barrels of radioactive plutonium waste stored in above-ground tents. Yes, I guess they are highly motivated to do that. In Nebraska, nuclear experts at the Union of Concerned Scientists say two nuclear power plants near Omaha have so far successfully held off floodwaters of the Missouri River. Hearing that from the Union of Concerned Scientists puts me a lot more at ease than when I heard it from federal nuclear officials, so that's good news. A shocking series of investigative reports by the Associated Press has highlighted the deficiencies in the cozy relationship between the nuclear industry and the Federal Nuclear Regulatory Commission. Brad interviewed Tyson Slocum of watchdog group Public Citizen, and he says these extreme weather events have exposed the vulnerabilities of the U.S. nuclear industry. The fact is that smartest folks in the industry, the most diligent of regulators, cannot always account for every variable that can go wrong from a natural disaster or from a intentional attack. And that's that's really the Achilles heel of nuclear power when we get down to it. You and I would not be having this discussion if Fort Calhoun was a wind farm or a large solar photovoltaic array system. Speaking of unpredictable natural events, a nuclear power plant in Scotland had to be shut down this week due to a jellyfish invasion. Oh, brother. Nuclear plants require millions of gallons of water every day to cool the nuclear reactors, and a swarm of jellyfish got sucked into the intake valves at the plant, clogging their cooling pumps. Jellyfish used to be rare in the cold North Atlantic. But as global warming warms the ocean, jellyfish are coming north. Good Lord, what's next? Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? For more on that and the stories we did not get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Also, we want to welcome aboard our new affiliates on the Ustream, our friends at Funked Into Head and Left Neck Chick. Glad to have you guys aboard. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyle. And this has been your Green News Report.